Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well spoken. Well said, Robin. Welcome to the Well Said Podcast. My name is Bella, and I am so excited to have Angela on the podcast. She's such a sweet mommy to her three children, and on top of that, she homeschools her children. And you might also be able to tell by her accent here in a second, she is Australian. Um, But anyways, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Bella. Um, Great, great to be with you. I'm so excited to have this podcast with you. Um, But I like to start out each podcast with an icebreaker question. So your question is, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what food would you eat? (sighs) My children sometimes ask me this, and I'm always a little stumped because because it depends on each day, really, what you you kind of feel like. Um, I... A perfect Australian mango, there's a particular one that's called a Kensington Pride. And if it's perfectly sour and perfectly sweet at the same time, it's nothing can really beat that. But then I think pizza's up there as well. And then sometimes I I would think, but bread and butter, that they're separate, but Sometimes fresh bread and butter. If I was on a stranded island, I often think I could eat fresh bread and butter for the rest of the week. <laughs> but those are two yeah. things. So I'm um, see how I'm so complex. There's so many options I can't choose. But let's go with the mango, the perfectly sweet and perfectly sour at the same time mango. That sounds really interesting. Like sour but also sweet at the same time. It's got to be a certain level of sourness and a certain level of sweetness. I can't couldn't stand all sweet in uh, any, yeah and any kind of fruit it has to be a little bit tart or a little bit actually when I was pregnant with my son I used to eat a lot of green mangoes like really sour underripe mangoes wow that is very <laughs> interesting I know it's a bit crazy isn't it uh-huh. Uh, Well, this podcast is um, your experience of being a mother and a homeschool parent. But what was your school experience like as a child? Yeah, it was okay. Let's go with okay. I had, my parents were strong Catholics. So I, my experience was going to mass every single Sunday until I was probably 18 years old. So I went to a Catholic primary school and that was really nice. I I don't have anything really to say about that. I yeah, it was okay. And I had friends that was never friendships for me were never really a problem. So I'm grateful for that. I I kind of um passed through primary school and high school without feeling it like I was a loner or or ostracized in any type of way or bullied. So that I'm grateful for that. I think very early on in primary school, I knew I wasn't good at maths. And so I think I carried that on all through school, that being tainted a little bit with the maths thing, Um, where in fact, if I, you know, was encouraged a bit more or, or helped a bit more, maybe I would have been okay instead of developing a really bad attitude towards it. And high school was interesting. I, in year seven and eight, which is the beginning of high school, 
well, year seven at the beginning of high school here in Australia, I suddenly just my friend group was the really naughty children. I was from the Catholic school and there weren't many of of um, the Catholic children that went along to high school. And so I developed these friends from the public school. And that was interesting. So for two years, two and a half years almost, I was in this naughty crowd, but I didn't want to be. And so that was really tricky for me. And I got in a lot of trouble in those early years in high school behavioral, behaviorally, I got in a lot of trouble um, from teachers because I was in this naughty crowd. But I always knew deep down I didn't want to be and but I didn't know how to get out and so in the year nine holidays I remember year nine summer break here in Australia I remember saying to myself and I can totally see how God was working in my life from so many different experiences as a younger child looking after me because I remember don't ask me how I came up on this on my own because this is not (laughs) this was out of my character back then this was really weird I just remember thinking when I return to school in the new year, I'm not going to be around. I'm not going to hang around with those people anymore. And I and I remember thinking that. And so I returned to school, and my way into the other crowd of nice girls were helped because my one of my childhood friends from Catholic school was in that crowd, and so it was quite easy for me to just go sit with them. And I was chatty and always pretty nice, and so to them, and so it. It was very easy transition. So I did that. But later on in years, I bumped into a teacher who was a Christian and he said to me, you know, when, you know, we got a Christian principal in that year and before school started back, she prayed in every single room of that high school. And this was very unusual because it was just a public high school. And she prayed over that school and she prayed for every individual room. And that's the only thing... I'm, I can think of that God used to work in me to change that group of friends because who knows where I'd be (laughs) if I I stuck with those groups of that group of friends. But it was, that was the only time it was quite hard and and God gave me, even though I, I wasn't, I didn't have a relationship with God, but I can clearly see that somehow God gave me this amazing ability even back then to have this self control because I was a loud mouth like, I didn't have self-control to say nothing to this group of friends who I left. And that was the only time I felt quite uncomfortable at school because they would tease me and say they want to bash me up and all these things. For I think it lasted two months. And the entire time I said nothing. Like, I don't even think I said one word to them. And God gave me that ability to say nothing to them. And then eventually they just stopped. And later on in years, in high school years, I became friends with, you know, just friendly with them again. So I can definitely see God, how God used that in high school. And in the end, the the funniest thing was I went from one of the naughtiest kids in school to in year 10 getting, like, the Christian award, the generic Christian award that was given out from some church. <laughs> and I remember getting these jars of clay CDs I listened to all the time. And so I, anyway, that was my most unusual but amazing um, high school story. But that's really encouraging and really neat to see how – you know, you were changed through that and how you did have, like, that knowledge to, like, you're not in a good group of people. Like, that is really Yeah. I think more people need to be brave enough to step out of those not good groups. Oh, definitely. And if you knew who Angela at 14 was, you 
could definitely see that it had to be. <laughs> it, God deserves the credit for that because on my own, that was never, ever going to be me that would have done that. Um, so I'm always so encouraged to see that God, you know, God knew he was going to choose me and I was a part of his his chosen I was his chosen child and he helped me even when I didn't acknowledge him or trust in him and I'm amazed by his his sovereignty in that yeah for sure now as like a homeschool mom and you were in the the public school system did you ever think about homeschool like when you got older or anything like that you know that no no not at all I don't even remember I have no memory of even thinking about homeschooling, homeschooled people, to be honest. Um, my first encounter that I can even think of um, was you guys. I So I really didn't know. I don't think I knew anyone that was homeschooled at all. I It was just through the encounter with you guys. And actually, sorry, rewind, my my friend who I know from Coffs Harbour, she homeschooled her children or we had similar age children, but we went to visit her. And I remember seeing her being like a newborn baby. And I'm just thinking to myself, I can't do this. There's no way I can function with this newborn baby and try to homeschool. And it wasn't until I met up with her and she showed me and she was so, she simplified everything so much here in Australia with the rules and regulations that I, that was the first little see where I thought maybe I could do this. And God definitely changed my heart there because I think I remember praying about that because I'm like, I do not want to do this. I cannot do this with a little baby who was so such hard work. So God really changed my heart there to make me feel like I could do it and my heart was more in it. Yeah. Through your homeschooling, how do you choose what curriculum to use? Yeah, in Australia, I think it's a bit different over there in America, but in Australia, you have to register your children with the Board of Studies here or else it's illegal if you don't. And so we do that. And then there is a bunch of guidelines and outcomes and outcomes that you have to follow and the curriculum that you have to follow um, on the Board of Studies and all the information's there. And you have to follow key learning areas but you can do it basically any way you like, but you just have to make sure that the children are ticking boxes of the stage statements that are required of them for the age mm-hmm. and stage they are in. So it's quite a lot of hard work. And I actually just finished our last assessment about a month ago. And that went really well. It just requires a lot of work because you have to program for your three children and every key learning area plus they're in different stages but I so yeah all the information is there on the board of studies plus I can do it anyway so we do Christian content as well we do Rod and Staff some of Rod and Mm -hmm. Staff yeah Um, that was because I've I've I was able to find a supplier here in Australia which was super cool which is an American text and and we can bring God into it any other way we want which I want to do more of I feel like sometimes I get caught up with with some of the curriculum and the textbooks that they have that we can just buy from any um, educational bookshop here. And so they work through those based on their age group. But then sometimes 
we can get so caught up with ticking those boxes that we forget sometimes to add more Christian content that we like. But we talk about it all day, obviously. Yeah. That's what's super neat about homeschool is that you can, you can like decide what you teach. Yes. And you don't have to have all the garbage or anything that yes. public schools often will teach. Yeah, definitely. And my friends are quite encouraging here in Sydney because they don't homeschool and they always say, Angela, the amount of work that they do that is just a lot of fluffing around at school and they're not really doing much at all uh, and covering much at all. And also our schools are getting more and more liberal over here too with the with gender and pushing their political agenda onto the children. And so I'm very grateful that our children can be shaped and their little minds can be formed and shaped not down that that track. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I guess that kind of leads into the next question. Um, What challenges does being a mother and teaching your children present? A whole bunch. I, I... Yeah, this is what I I struggle with this quite a lot, actually, because every time my children tell, when we're out and about and they tell someone, oh, we're homeschooled, the parent, the mother, 99% of the time they turn to me and say, oh, you must be so patient. (laughs) And I say to them, no, I am not patient. And that, so it's definitely a bit of a pressure cooker sometimes because I it's really challenging. I probably the most, yeah, I find it challenging that I have to educate these children and have that swelling around my head. Plus, oh, wait a moment, we have no food in the cupboard. Or wait a moment, the house is such a mess. Or wait a moment, I need to go out and run this errand. And I think I have all these things swelling in my, in my head. And, and I've, and I've had sick parents for a few years as well. And so I think I've been in this bit of a sandwich generation it's called where I'm squished between little children and aging parents who have who are very sick and that's been one of the biggest challenges as well and but I've learned to let go I think God knew from a long time ago I was a bit of a perfectionist in the house and a perfectionist with wanting everything a perfect and beautiful way because I'm quite aesthetic and that's gone by the wayside a little bit. <laughs> but I, I've, I'm encouraged by you guys as well to – so our children do a lot of housework, so that's been a great blessing to me or else because I can't function in, in mess and craziness. Absolutely not. <laughs> I know. And so it's all, often I need everything to be really – I've learned to, to say it's okay that everything's not perfect right now we still need to do school and that has to be the top priorities education I have to prioritize that but it's still I still need to relearn it nearly every every term when I'm trying to do a million things plus be there to help them and learn I still find that really tricky and also I yeah I find it very hard to be patient a lot of the time with them, especially if I feel like they're not learning it fast enough or or oh, they're, I'm being put out because they've asked me a question <laughs> uh-huh. when I didn't want 
to be asked to be interrupted. It's pretty bad, hey? But that's my brutal, honest answer there. I also, God is teaching me that I've been called to this and just to embrace it, whereas I find it very hard. Sometimes like I'm pushing against this life that I have or sometimes wishing I was doing something else when I've actually been called to educate these precious little children and have such an influence over them and I should embrace that more instead of worrying or wanting to to be doing something else. Yeah. What you said there about you got to just let go. I think everybody should do that sometimes, regardless if you're a mom, if you homeschool, you know, whatever. Yes. Sometimes you have to let go. Realize, you know, nobody's perfect. So you can't really hold yourself to that standard because you can never really be perfect. No, you can't. Yeah. No, you can't. And that's a good lesson, isn't it? You definitely can't. And I I had the privilege of writing this article for a friend of mine during lockdown. He is the editor of a Christian magazine here in Sydney. And he <clears throat> and I'm, I was thinking about this before we started this podcast. And I, I should go back and look at my reflections that I wrote for this, this little article for him. And one of them was that um, to always remember that God, like God's in the room and he's available. He's, God is a very present help in times of need, and I think I need to go to that more. Um, And when I'm alone in the room with the kitties, teaching them, no one else is around and it's just me, I do have access to him and his help and that he is there always. And that's really encouraging to remind myself that. And then, like, also remembering the Bible verse that says that he will never leave you or forsake you. No, like, totally. And he's not going to give, um, like, put something on you that you're not able to bear. That's right. So that's also really encouraging as well. That's so true. Yeah, very encouraging. What do you think are the greatest blessings that you and your children have seen through homeschool? Uh, there's a lot of those. I, I'm always encouraged when people meet our children and they say, they're so polite and they're so yeah, it's so respectful. I so that is always really encouraging. But I want them to do it for the right reasons too, because I've also realised just of late that I may need to be working more on my children to say no as well, <laughs> um, because they, you know, I I'm instinctively a bit more of a people pleaser, I guess, and I and I guess I your children get influenced by you, right? And I want them to be able to say no in a in a respectful way. And so we work on that too, actually. No, you can say no even to adults. It's okay. You can say no. So we've had to work on that lately. But they, that 100% and seeing, I often tell my friends that don't homeschool, I, I know exactly what they struggle with and I know exactly what they're good at. And yeah. whereas their children come home from school and most of the time, if the, especially if the parents are working, they don't know what their children have done today. They don't even really know what maybe their struggles have been with their particular schoolwork. Or, in fact, maybe they don't even know what they're really exceptional at. That comes out na- a bit more naturally, I must admit. Um, but 
definitely the struggle struggling bit. I know what where they need work um, and more and where we need to concentrate more. So that's always so encouraging to me that I actually have that awareness. Yeah. Also, I learned from many years ago when I hated playing with my children, like those kitty games on the floor, <laughs> you know, those kitty games that little children want you to play. And I'm like, oh, I don't like playing these games. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I learned part of it, of course, sometimes you just do it to be a little selfless. But yeah. you can't maintain that. You can't maintain that enthusiasm if it's something that just drives you mental. And so I think I learned really early on, um, I think that it was my husband that told me, just do the things that you naturally love doing with them and that can be your special area. So I actually love reading out loud chapter books to them. I've, maybe it's the, like I like the sound of my own voice. <laughs> I don't know whether that has something to do with it. But I – and I love taking them on little adventures and I love going on big walks and we love going to the beach. And so I concentrate on those things. And my husband's really good at other stuff and he love, he's really good at all those ball games and – I like a certain level of card games and all of those things. He does all that kind of stuff with them. And so in order to maintain your enthusiasm, you have to sometimes teach your children things that you naturally love. Yeah, there's room for them to explore what they love too, and that will come out. But for me, I love sometimes taking a moment to learn about key moments in history or I love shows based in Alaska and uh -huh. people who live off the land and do subsistence hunting and all that crazy stuff and how they're so clever and what they come up with and what they can make. So we we explore those types of things um, and because I love it and it's easy to teach the things that you're passionate about, right? That's yeah. what I've learned. It's just so much easier to teach children what you're passionate about. And then, then they – will naturally enjoy things that they have been made to enjoy from God, their own God, given talents and abilities. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's uh, a good point you make there, like to do things that you enjoy to also make it enjoyable for you to interact yes. with your children as well, not just yep. you doing whatever they want to do as well. Yeah, that's right. But then also having that balance of doing what you want to do and also doing what they want to do as oh, well. definitely definitely <laughs> which I definitely need to to and I do I try yeah definitely the other one comes more naturally doesn't it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I mean that's also the blessing of having siblings that you can like your children can interact and play together yes since they're more similar age, they That's right. enjoy doing that kind of stuff more. Yeah. Interestingly, yeah. the funny thing with that I just thought of, I always do this really rough play with my son because he just grabs me and on the bed he won't let me go. And I end up really quite enjoying that. Maybe I missed a bit of that in my childhood or something with my brothers. But mm -hmm. the amount of rough play I play with that son and I, which is something interesting that I thought I would never enjoy but it gets pretty violent <laughs> um but I really enjoy that side of having a boy and doing that which I never thought I would anyway that's funny that's funny how do you manage to balance your life stuff 
groceries, cooking, church, all that stuff. And then, like, schooling your children, but then also your friendships as well. Yeah, that's a good question. I find with a lot of difficulty sometimes is the the most honest answer, Bella. But God gives us lots of opportunities. I, for instance, during lockdown, we were able to meet kind of one person and the friend, her children were, would tag along, obviously. So I ended up seeing this one friend who lived down the road, who I'm close to anyway, but we saw each other nearly every single day. And so that was one of the, a wonderful blessing during lockdown when we weren't allowed to go more than five kilometres here in Australia. That was a, a complete blessing during something that was quite difficult to be able to grow that friendship so well. Also, I my husband has been working from home for the last few months, and so that's been more helpful to be able to go out and run errands. That yeah. has been such a blessing for me um, because or else I'd have to normally, you know, take the children everywhere I went to go and do different mm-hmm. things. And also our children go to a, a kids' club at a local church on a Friday afternoon, and that's become my little quiet time moment where just for myself, where I, I go to a, my happy place, which is this bookstore, and I, and I go upstairs to the used book section with my coffee, and I sit there with my headphones on and journal and read the Bible and just have a moment to myself without any distractions, and that's, that's a way I feel refreshed when I'm on my own like that. So that's been a, a real blessing. And also the fact that my husband's really great, and if – if everything was too much, sometimes I could just go out on my own too and that wouldn't be a problem. The kids could just – they're at the age now where they can carry on with a certain level of work completely fine on their own. Yeah. Um, but so the friendship, obviously we go to church and we see our friends there and then some friends still who have a couple of little children I can see through the week every now and then because they have – they don't have necessarily have full-time jobs. So I can see them. But the biggest challenge probably would be living, you know, eight, nine hours away from my my mother who's not well and my father who passed away last August, like who was very, very sick. And that was the biggest challenge of trying to be a a daughter to them to help them when I was so far away and plus trying to the emotional energy that took out of me. That was It's been very tiring having to manage homeschooling and life with sick parents, which I think I mentioned before. Yeah, but it, yeah, like you said, like you do have to get away and take like a refresh kind of, yes, do some alone stuff, whatever. Yes. Something that you also enjoy doing as well. Definitely. What do you think is the best advice that you have been given regarding homeschooling, parenting, any of that stuff? One of my friends told me this thing, and it's a last year, I think she she said to me when I felt like, wow, maybe I'm really dropping the ball in the maths area, or whether I'm really dropping the ball here in what I'm teaching our children or what how much they're learning. And her children go to public school, but she's a really wise friend. She's a she's a Christian and she loves Jesus so much. And she says to me, do you know what? I reckon your kids are going to kind of turn out the way they're going to turn out because God wants them to turn out. And that gave me such a – so, of course, that doesn't mean I'm just going to stop 
teaching my children anything but it gave me such a sense of relief because I'm like here am I like banging my head up against a wall sometimes trying to tick all these boxes and and for what they probably you know unless one of them are going to be a mathematician which is quite unlikely (laughs) why am I banging up my head up against the wall and getting so angry over this when you know what they're probably just going to they're going to turn out the way God wants them to turn out. And I can present them with information and a certain level, but I can only do the best I can do. And I really got to let go with that. So that gave me a big sense of relief. I think I, and my friend who I mentioned, who I knew in Coffs Harbour really simplified homeschooling. And so did your mum to me where she showed me what she does and how, and, and your siblings who said, you know, you learn things incrementally. You don't wake up suddenly um, trying to do year 11 statistics in maths when you're from year six. And so incrementally you learn little layers by layers by layers. And because one of the things people always say to me here, but how are they going to, surely you're not going to send them to high school. I mean, surely you're, you're going to send them to high school. And I was like, well, no. Um, And that's always really reassuring, right, that incrementally you're learning these layers upon layers. And and so you will get there and you will learn the things you need to learn. So that's super helpful. Yourself, grace in those areas too. Definitely. I I think you're right. I think someone someone said to me once, Angela, you're really hard on yourself. And (laughs) I think that's true. I think a lot of mums can be like that, like, beating yourself up because you didn't do this or and I'm like yeah I think I am you're right being more yeah a lot of grace needing a lot of grace yeah and needing to be because I'm a pretty horrible person I can be a pretty horrible person when I (laughs) haven't been reading the bible I haven't had time with God and so I think yeah that's super important too to prioritize that in the busy days yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, I guess on the flip side of that question, what is the best advice that you could give someone? Yeah, that's funny you should ask that because the other day I was at a park and we were looking after the the English cousins that just immigrated back into into Australia. And so I had this little toddler. And I was so used to having the big children that I forgot I had to watch him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, quick, he's going to fall off the stairs. And I suddenly realised, anyway, but I realised how, how much more you talk to other parents with young children when they're that young. And so this lady came by and just an amazing encounter with God. And she went to a local church and she was a Christian because I mentioned something to her. And and she said, oh, I'm going to, I'm thinking of homeschooling. And she just lives around the corner, actually. And so I, I was thinking about this question because I thought, wow, I gave her my number because she's going to be asking a lot of questions about, about homeschooling. My best advice, it's a, lot, it's a lot easier. You can make it a lot easier and simpler than what you think it is, especially in Australia where we have so many more rules and regulations. You can still make it quite simple and easy and streamlined. So that would be my advice someone in in Australia and that our assessors here in Australia they are they are really good and they are really helpful and they want to help you also I would also tell them 
as well that it's really hard <laughs> and mm. it can be really hard. I'm not one to shy away from being honest with people and sugarcoating things and it is hard and it's a struggle sometimes because we, especially if you're built in a way where you want lots of alone time or you want space away, you you don't have that that those little moments that you might have if you've caught the train to work or you've caught the bus to work and you've listened to podcasts like just having some quiet moments through the day that's you have to really try and prioritize and fit in times to care for yourself as well I think that's really important yeah that's great advice uh, I will thanks, think Bella those- Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was so much fun. Oh, it's my pleasure, Bella. Um, And I hope that the listeners will really enjoy this podcast as well, whether they are a mother or maybe just a teenager. I think this would be a a really good podcast for anybody. Oh, I hope so too, Bella. And you're doing a great job. And you're a prime example of someone who's just naturally gone and chosen to do this podcast because you've had an interest in it and you are that person I was talking about. You are that child who uh, are showing these interests because this is what you are and who you want to be. And I, I love that. And I love seeing you doing this because God has obviously called you to do it. And it's amazing. And it's so encouraging, especially for my younger children. 